0: And I could not be happier to tell you that today's show is being brought to you by The Butcher Shop. Purveyors have highly sought after 100% Australian non-crossbred Wylara 9-plus briskets that are always, absolutely, every single time handpicked just for you. The Butcher Shop has been retailing the finest meats for more than 15 years. Every week they're shipping out competition quality meats to many of the biggest teams in the competition scene across the nation. Simply put, teams who use The Butcher Shop win, and they win often. You may not be a competitor, but you still have an eye for the finer cuts. Great news, the butcher shop is shipping some of the finest prime, dry-aged Australian Wagyu and Japanese Wagyu steaks to people just like you and me, who aspire to be the kings and queens of the cul-de-sac. The butcher shop always has Berkshire, Compart Duroc, Allegiance Duroc, and Prairie Fresh all-natural pork in stock, and again, it is hand-picked for you each and every time. Now you might be saying, John, that sounds pretty special, but I want to try something different. Well, rest easy knowing that Butcher Shop can get you an elk steak. They can get you a camel roast. They, they might be able to get you alligator. You're going to have to reach out to them and find out exactly what kind of crazy stuff they can get you. I'll tell you how to get a hold of them in just a second. So let's review all this. The best competition briskets, they got it. The best pork selection, they got it. Giving you better overall options to cook at home, they got that. So give The Butcher Shop a call today. 850-458-8782. That's 850 850- be sure you mention the barbecue central show and they're going to give you 10% off your entire order each and every time you can also check them out on facebook facebook.com slash the butcher shop shop is spelled s-h-o-p-p-e the butcher shop home of the 100% australian non crossbred wylara nine plus briskets and today let's take a trip back to 2012 and greg's gonna catch up with fast Eddie. Uh, my first guest
1: in the second hour is a living legend in the world of barbecue, created one of the most successful and popular cookers on the competition trail, the FEC 100, uh, has won numerous awards during his competition cooking career, still gets out, shows folks what time it is, well, when he has the time, and he's going to help break down the Jack Daniels this coming weekend. Let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and pull up friend of the show, Ed Fast Eddie Marum. Ed, how are you, buddy? Doing great, Greg. Where's your, uh, where's your camera at?
2: Uh, I don't know. i got it on up there. Let's see. How's that? Uh,
1: Oh, here he comes. There's Fast (laughs) Eddie. Boom. Just like that. All right. Now we're rocking him up. All right. uh, So we we can chat up the impending Jack Daniels that's going to be taking place uh, this weekend, Eddie. Um, Is there... I love asking this question because, you know, I've never been there. I've never competed there, obviously. I don't compete. But is, is there an overstated mystery or elegance or romance or, or whatever you want to call it when it comes to the jack versus any of these other competitions that happen during the course of a competition calendar year? It seems that if you would ask any pitmaster out there, regardless of generation or where they're at, the majority of them would trend to say, if I had to choose between X, X, and X, it's going to be the Jack Daniels, and and I, I guess I still struggle with why is that?
2: I think it's because it, you know they limit it, so you know it's not everybody and their brother gets to get into it. So it's one of those things that um, it's a romance of being a of, of a select few. I, I mean, the contest itself, when you after you've been there. And in the little town, it's kind of you know the ambience of the small town's kind of neat. But other than that, as far as the mechanics of the contest go, it's not a whole lot different than some other events around. And and especially if the if the weather turns south on you, it can really be pretty nasty standing in the mud because the 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 park's nothing but holds water down there and. Um, I, you know, I think it's just because of, of what it is and, and the limitation of it. It's why people really want, want to be there.
1: So if you're a team that gets in and, you know, not everybody is an IQ that's been able to go down for 758 years consecutively, uh, you know, there is that potential opportunity where, you know, or if you're not winning, you know, the seven in a row within that uh, designated time frame uh, to get an automatic It could be your only time. You know, it's like an NFL football team where you get into the playoffs, your first season in as a rookie, and then you're like, oh, this is going to happen every time. You never make it back again. I mean, literally, this is something that could happen with the Jack Daniels as well. So if you're a team in that situation, it's got to be kind of a – I want to savor everything, I want to do everything because I might not be able to get back, but then you're running up against that weird thing of, man, i got to be on my A game to actually potentially win this thing at the same time. I mean, how do you plan to do both and take advantage of, of everything and not disadvantage yourself at the competition side?
2: Well, that's probably a pretty good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the Jack is that, you know, it, they're, it they're, being a private company like that, you know, and they're looking for press. It you know, it's 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 a political pay for play kind of thing. And, you know, so the, the judges that come in there are are notoriously not real experienced. So, you know, the standard what what you see pop up if you go back and look at the history of it, that a lot of, of short term cooks that had some, you know, decent success have popped in there to win the thing um, the the guy from Minnesota uh, that come down there wanted a year uh, it was is it comes to mind um, you know uh, a, a very successful restaurant tour here in town now that wanted smoking guns and you know he he had a um he's got a seasoning out because of it and he he learned to benefit off of it some um but when you go back and look at the history were they the killer top elite number one cooking teams that um were out there you know on the circuit no uh, I mean, then, then of course the, the debacle in two thousand four, where Rick and Jackie Wait from England went down there and won it. Um, I think it's it's flavors that will um, aren't the, the norm. I think it's flavors that um, aren't kind of you know when you're tasting when they're sitting at a table and a, so many cooks the the what's the spread between flavors of you'll have six samples and probably the spread of three of them is going to be really close to tasting the same and three of them won't. And even though the three of them that are taste, going to taste really close to the same are good, I think these folks that are judging down there are probably going to more like something that's a little bit different and, and a little bit off the edge of what's you know the norm of the top tier five or six teams that are on the circuit today.
1: So, and I've asked some pitmasters kind of a similar question I'm just about to ask you is, you know, you get down there and, and, and however you get down there, you're down there. But because of lack of qualified or lack of experienced competition barbecue palate that's going to be in those judging tents, do you change up your profiles at all? Almost to a man, uh, except for Myron Mixon maybe three years ago, saying that he was just going to make like fair barbecue because that's what had won the the previous year. And he went on a tangent about that after the fact. Uh, But a lot of people say they're just going to continue to do the same thing because that's what got them there. Is that a mistake a lot of people are going to make?
2: You know, how do you not – all the money and effort and what got you there, how do you not cook that same recipe? But uh, you know, there's how many, how many of, how many of those teams normally win that event um, on a regular basis? I don't think you know um, one of those groups that, that do that. I mean, you gotta you gotta do everything well. First of all, it's going to have to be some seasoned veteran that does extremely everything extremely well. From, you know, your presentations, you're you're able to cook it to the exact right bite that the judges are taught at the present time in the judging class, you know, as far as your brisket goes, how your pork is. Every, I mean, you're going to have to cook exactly to the level of what's being taught in that class today. And um, then you're, uh, you know, I think you're going to have to have a flavor that's a little bit not just the norm. I think you're going to have to have you're going to have to lay on that. Maybe you're going to have to have something that's a little spicier than most people. Maybe your seasonings are going to have to come through, and you're going to have to have more of a sauce that's nothing but just a glaze that's that's kind of monotone, you know, and and it doesn't have a lot of flavor to it. But your you know your profile you know is going to come through otherwise. Um, and you're you know you're gonna you're gonna be a little bit edgy not just middle-of-the-road kind of cooking that's probably going to have to – you're going to have to get some attention is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to probably try to get some people to really throw some you know, some big scores out to win the thing.
1: That's Eddie joining me here on the show. Uh, Eddie, you mentioned it a couple minutes ago, uh, so I figured why not bring it back up. You were talking about the debacle in 2004, uh, the English barbecue team that had come over Rick uh, Rick and Jackie Waite, um, and of course um, Rick has uh, since passed away, but – you know, if you could take us back to that time and, and how the setup was and and, and this debacle or, or misunderstanding uh, that kind of came in, and really the rules, you know, that was the year where the, the rules kind of changed for the Jack Daniels.
0: Hey, found out. Uh, 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 start over, start over, start over. Go find out how the rules changed and what was the 2004 debacle. You can find that out over at the com because there will be a link in today's show notes to take you to the complete episode. So head on over there, find this show, go give this a listen, come back and let me know what happened in 2004, the great, I don't know what it is. I got to go listen. Anyway. Okay. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, I'm your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.